Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Howdy and welcome back to a deeper dive. This week's sermon, Sam focused on sharing the good news. Uh, he walked through two kind of chains. We'll talk about that in a minute here, Sam. But uh, the golden chain and then our responsibility is humans, kind of the man chain as believers. And uh, we also walk through kind of sharing our faith and our responsibility to share our faith. You focus on three main words uh, from the man chain, if we call it that, hear, send, preach. Again, I want to remind you, if you want to be part of this podcast, you can send in a question anytime. If you'll just text in question, that word, question, to 96123, you'll receive a prompt, and then you can... uh, uh, we'll try to answer it on the air again. I'm Mark Presley, and I'm here with Sam. So, Sam, why don't we talk through that sermon a little bit that you had? I know it was Father's Day. Did you have a good Father's Day? Had an awesome Father's Day, and I know you're a dad too, Mark. What did y'all get to do for Father's Day? I am. We went to uh, a hibachi grill. It's it's been a long time dream of mine. It sounds funny, but I've asked for several years to go, and we got to go to a hibachi drill, grill, not drill. <laughs> did uh, you get a drill? I did not get a drill. I have lots of drills. I, I do woodworking. Do. So, uh, <laughs> but we got to go to a hibachi grill, and it's it's just cool every time. You know, the fried rice, the shrimp, the uh, steak, chicken, whatever it is, cooking in front of you. They always start, though, I've noticed, saying, it's my first time. Did Everyone they, says that. It's, it's my first time. Did they flip up a piece of food and catch it in their pocket? Of the, of the... They caught an egg in their hat. And my uh, second son was wearing a bucket hat. He was trying to get him to throw it into his hat, but it didn't work. He got a bucket hat, and it's, I'm telling you, kids these days. Anyways. <laughs> My daughter also got a bucket hat for Pine Cove, or from Pine Cove. Then never mind. Bucket hats are great. They're They're amazing, (laughs) apparently. Yeah, back in the day of Gilligan's Island. Anyways, okay, in this week's sermon, you talked about two kinds of chains, the God chain and kind of the man chain. I don't know a better word for it than that, but why don't you walk through those chains? Yes, so one of the reasons we're doing this podcast right now is as we walk through the summer, many people are traveling, and it gives you an opportunity to get into the Word of God with us, but also because we're walking through some unique teaching in Scripture where, when I say unique, actually one of the things we'll talk about today in response to your questions, it's not unique to Paul. It's, uh, It's actually throughout Scripture, but Paul, for three different chapters, talks about God's sovereignty as it relates to the salvation of Israel. And even in that discussion, he talks about our responsibility in response to that. And so the responsibility that we have in sharing the gospel that he gives us, and really I think it is that, our ability to respond to what God is doing. It's not all about us. He, he says, starting in verse 13, which is where we ended last week, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then he works backwards from that salvation and calling uh, in this chain that we get to be part of. How will they call on whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in whom they've never heard? And how will they hear without someone preaching? And how will they to preach without someone being sent? And so we talked about that chain, and then we talked about Hey, it looks like as you look at chapter 10 and the verses in chapter 10 that this believing and being saved and calling kind of all all happen at the same time. Well, what does it look like for those other steps? Well, us hearing the Word of God is what leads us to believing, calling, and being saved. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing 
from the Word of God, which is one of the verses. And so, yeah, we, we talked about hearing and saying, hey, if you're not a believer, let's listen. And, and you're, you're the choir right now. If you're, you're tuning in, find ways to listen to the Word of God if you've not yet placed your faith in Christ. And listen, because faith comes from hearing. If you are a believer, we get to be part of sending people to share the gospel and also being the word they're preaching the first two times it shows up, heralds, uh, announcers of the good news. And how cool is it that we get to do that? One of my favorite words actually uh, out there, sounds weird, is harbinger, uh, which is someone mm-hmm. who brings the good news. It's it's in the Bible a couple times, but mm-hmm. um, when you said herald, that's immediately what I thought of, that we get to be a harbinger of the good news. We get to share the good news. Absolutely. Now, looking at some of our questions, someone texted in, they kind of about that being a harbinger, being a herald, sharing the good news. They talked about whenever I take a spiritual gift survey, evangelism, which if you've never taken a spiritual gift survey, that's on our website also. Yep. Uh, and I say also because I forgot to mention that the sermon, if you miss that, you can always go back to the website and listen to that, firstmckinney.com. Those are at slash on demand. The survey, I believe, is slash spiritual gifts. But you can take a survey... And this person, uh, evangelism is always at the bottom of their list. Uh, Their gifts are more in line with discipleship than evangelism. I know other followers of Jesus are like this person. What encouragement do you have for them? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And and frankly, there have been times in my life where my my thought, even as a preacher, is, okay, well, for me, uh, maybe discernment is one of the things that shows up higher on my spiritual gift, but evangelism doesn't necessarily show up high on my... Okay, I believe that even as we see in this text, we all get to be part of God's saving work through sending, through heralding, announcing, preaching the good news, and through hearing, right, the good news of Jesus Christ. So if we're to say, well, I'm not best at this, so I'm not going to do that. That would that would be kind of like saying, okay, well, I, I, I don't, I'm not really wealthy, so I'm not going to give any money to the church. You would miss out on uh, God's plan if you said that. Like, you're going to miss out on something that God wants that's good for you. Uh, we talked about a little bit, uh, hey, on Sunday, the opening illustration was, this is also Juneteenth. It wasn't just Father's Day, it was Juneteenth, right? And General Granger had the joy of being able to share with all of these slaves, you've been freed, right? And God wants to give us, he's, he's entrusted us with the greatest responsibility, but also the greatest truly opportunity, the greatest privilege in the world to share with other people that God has saved them. So what I would say back to that is maybe it doesn't show up super high on your spiritual gift. It probably means, frankly, because some of these surveys, it it just depends on your your gearing, right? Probably means you're not in people's face much. You're you're not a calling people out much. Uh, But but you can still be trained. One of the ways we train people to share their faith is through the three circles, and you, as, as you do it, you share it with yourself in the mirror, and then you start doing it with other people. And then as you start doing it with other people, it gets exciting, and then you'll want to do it more. And so, yeah, don't, don't let a spiritual gift survey keep you from sharing your faith. Train yourself, exercise it, and experience the joy that God would call you to in it. I know for me also, it's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. too. In other words, um, am I always saying the words? No, but my actions need to reflect that. Yes. And one of the easiest places to start, it's also can be one of the hardest, is with your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, family, yes, but neighbors, 
Those are the people you're going to interact with in the street. Uh, I love Chris, our executive pastor, says a trash can conversation, which means you're taking out the trash. Uh, Usually they're taking out the trash at the same time, and you stop and just have that conversation. Hopefully you throw away the trash and then have the conversation, (laughs) because that can start to smell after a while. But uh, you have that conversation, and that's where it starts. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's not, as you said, uh, in-your-face type evangelism all the time. Sometimes there's just the relational, simple conversation. For me, that happens best uh, on the sports field. Mm. Uh, I have all four of my kids play sports, and there's a lot of time. One of them plays baseball, and trust me, it's a talking sport. There's a lot of talking that goes on, but it's a great time to just bring up your faith uh, and talk about that and and invite them to church. Uh, But it starts with simple friendships, simple relationships, I think, a lot of times, too. Yeah, and Mark, thank you for living that out. I've seen, I've met people that you've brought to our church because of relationships that you've grown on the sports field. And everyone has that, right? Whether it's the workplace, the gym, uh, they're, they're the person that checks them out at the grocery store. Where, where is it that you are that God has given you opportunity to share? Coincidence, because I've met people you've brought to church also. It's kind of funny. Oh, really? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, now let, let me move to the next question. This person had a couple in there, but I just want to start with their first one. If, if there, uh, or what are the qualifications of a messenger of good news? Wow. Uh, if you believe in Jesus, you are qualified to share the gospel. So often I see that new believers end up sharing their faith more powerfully than people who've known Jesus a long time because it's close to them that before and after of what happens in your life when you trust Christ. So if you know Jesus, you're qualified. Can I be short on that answer? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I think a lot of times, though, we uh, we think we, we don't have the ability to do it. And like I said, it, for me, it starts with the lifestyle mm. and then sharing it at home, sharing it with our neighbors, going from there, even work, you know, is a place you can do that. Um, let me move into this uh, Someone wrote this in. It was interesting to see Paul teach people's response in another chain. I often thought that Paul is the predestination teacher in the New Testament, but doesn't focus as much on our response. Is that true? Wow. Uh, so th- this person has either heard teaching uh, or has read what I have read also. I mean, I went to cemetery for 17 years. I went to seminary. Uh, some people, when it comes to the teaching of predestination, will say... Well, Did you say 17 years? Uh, uh, I'm slow. Okay. Yeah, three hours at a time. Yeah, never thought I'd get my first degree, frankly. Uh, it really didn't. But oh, So, so uh, some people say, well, the predestination teaching is Paulian. And, and I want you to—this uh, uh, actually I did before walking through this, these texts, uh, and I was like, hey, I want to see it in the New Testament and not just in Romans 9, 10, and 11, because some will skip over 9, 10, 11 and say it just relates to Israel. Um, I want you to see the mouth of Jesus, the mouth of John, the mouth of Peter, the mouth of Luke, and yes, Paul's talking about it, but that God's the one who saves sinners. Here's just a few examples, all right? So here's Jesus. You do not believe because you are not my sheep, is what Jesus said at one point. That's John 10, 26. 
John 6, 35-51. I am the bread of life. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And then he said, whoever, what well, so that means everybody. And then he says, all the Father gives me will come to me. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. That looks pretty much like God's sovereign and in control of all of it. John said in these, these words, his uh, first letter, John chapter, 1 John chapter 4, we love, why? Because he first loved us, right? That's his work. Peter, therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, he says in 2 Peter chapter 1. That What is he saying? Work hard in response to what he did to save you, not what you did, what he did. He elected you. Luke, who writes, by the way, also the Gospel of Acts, said in Acts chapter 13, all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Okay, the ones who were chosen were the ones who placed their faith in Jesus. Okay, that's Luke's words. And then Paul, I don't need to read Paul's more words, uh, but Ephesians chapter 1 talks about it at length in chapter 1. So the flip side of that, that's God, the God chain, right, that God's the one doing it. Flip side of that, each one of those teachers also taught that man has responsibility, right? Uh, Matthew uh, chapter 10, Jesus says, whoever believes in him shall not perish. That's John chapter 3, sorry. I skipped over. That's John chapter 10. Whoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father in heaven. So if you say you believe, I'm going to say in heaven, look, uh, Peter, uh, this is Second Peter chapter 3. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not willing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. There's this big wide gate. John chapter 2. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, he is a propitiation for our sins, but not only our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world, right? This wide gate. Acts chapter 2, verse 21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Luke writing that, right? And then I could go to Paul, Paul teaching both sides, which we're doing right now. I could do it in other places, but I won't do that right now. So it's all of the New Testament. Both teach that there's this God chain and there's this responsibility chain. And I think that when we pigeonhole and we choose sides, which our culture is pushing that hard right now, you, you got to get far left or far right politically if you're going to get social media likes, right? There, there's, there's pushing us to, and God's not that way. He was full of grace, full of truth. I do believe that the more in control God is, the better it is for me, right? Because I'm going to mess it up, the more glory he's going to get. And so I can, I understand why the more you study text, a lot of people will say, well, the more reformed I get. I understand that because I see that it's really all God's work, but he gives us truly the ability to respond. He didn't just die for our sin. He died for the sin of the whole world, and he desires for all to be saved. You can't write that out of the New Testament. So, no, it's not just Paul is the short answer. (laughs) Is the short answer. (laughs) Uh, A lot of scripture, and I'd encourage you to go uh, just look some of those up and and start to study that. One particular scripture uh, one of my favorite verses, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, uh, if I said it correctly Yes. there. Um, but uh, Matt and Carrie, you talked at the very end of the sermon. Yeah. They, you brought them up. There are missionaries in Zambia yeah. doing some really good stuff there. Um, one of the questions was actually about them. Listening to Matt and Carrie talk stirred my heart. 
how would I know if God is calling me to be a missionary? Yes. So I've had multiple conversations since Sunday about what Matt and Carrie shared, and specifically with fathers around what Matt said at the end. And if you missed the talk or if you turned off the talk, if you were listening online and you just listened to what I said and you didn't listen to them, you're missing out. I would encourage you to go back. It is on our podcast recording. Listen all the way through the end to what Matt challenged the room with. It was powerful. Um, if you felt stirred, uh, you, the Spirit of God is in you, right? Period, right? But if you are feeling prompted to say, hey, look, Lord, maybe you're calling me to full-time mission, I, I would say don't push that back. Push into that. Listen to what they even said. Like, God calls us to difficult things. If, if, if you're feeling prompted to mission, that's probably not Satan. That's probably the Spirit of God, right? Uh, as people get, uh, well, how do I know what's right here? Um, and we would love to help you with that. And so you can reach out. Actually, our, our, our missions pastor, Ryan, too, is on a mission trip right now in Hungary. But we have a missions team. We work with different organizations that help you figure out what does it look like for me to step into that calling, if that's something that God would be calling you to. And we can help you with the whole process of being sent in the process of, of going to the field. And we believe and we've seen that God calls people from the pew in our church, not just to our neighbors, but to the nations. And we'd love to help you take that step. And next week we'll talk a little more about what that looks like, right? Um, next week we're going to see, and as we continue this journey into chapter 11, Paul's going to return to the question, is really, okay, is, is there no hope for Israel? No, there is hope for Israel. The, the, the Israel is going to be jealous of people like you and me who place their faith in Christ. And there is going to be missionaries working in their country. And as they do, part of this chain that we just walked through, there are going to be people who are going to believe, call on the name of the Lord, and be saved. And three different verses in chapter 11 point to this radical salvation that's going to happen in Israel. And then from Israel, they're going to send Matt and Carries around the world, and there's going to be this, this, it looks like, a radical revival of the globe before Jesus shows up again on the scene. And so we'll get to see some of that. If you've got a heart, you need to listen, be part, be present if you're in the area next week as we walk through the last part of, uh, not full last part, the next part of chapter. And I, I would say, even addressing that specific question, mm-hmm. uh, Grant Bird, our youth minister here, yes, yes. Um, once told me when I was debating you go in vocational ministry, which is a type of missionary, but yes. going to that, he said, don't wait, start where you are. Hmm. Like you can start, if you feel you're called to missions, start where you are. Absolutely. And that starts with family, as we said, neighbors. Um, uh, it starts with, you know, your coworkers. You can start to share that. You can start to serve them in awesome ways. Um, I am looking forward to also next week, we got to take a field trip, you and I. Yes. And Joshua, also our video guy. Um we went to a vineyard and kind of filmed some of that. So hope you'll join us next week uh, in the services. Uh, get to see Sam and I's field trip to the vineyard. The grapes were actually growing on the vine. Uh, we won't show it, but you and I tried some. They were pretty sour. They were uh, very sour. Sour punch straws has nothing on nothing, those grapes. Nothing. <laughs> but uh, looking forward to that. I, you, as always, and Sam may say this here in a minute, but... Uh, you can share this podcast, like it, uh, subscribe to it. 
Uh, let us know how we're doing. And again, you can always text in questions to us throughout the week, yeah. um, and we'll try to address those. Again, that's question to 96123. You'll receive a prompt and then reply to that prompt. Yes, and thank you for the many of you who have already jumped into this process. And again, the way we're going to know that this is helpful and know if we should continue is based on our people listening, our people sharing. Has it been something that has been helpful? So that, yeah, like it, share it, listen to it. If it's helpful, that's going to help us know. Uh, Thank you for jumping in. Thank you for joining us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting question to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.